I'm recording this, right? I want to go back and listen to myself later. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, alcoholic. Um, so, yeah, I um, thank you. Welcome to the newcomer, Josh. Nice to, uh, nice to have you here. Congratulations to the birthday guys, Mateo and Gordy. You know, it's a, a big deal. It took me a long time to get um, an honest one year of sobriety. I tried and didn't succeed many times. And um, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. I love the effect produced by alcohol um, from Philadelphia. Um, and uh, growing up, like drinking was, you know, fun. And it was social and like I could handle, handle business and it didn't have so many problems. Um, the problems I had with it were manageable. You know, I drank on the weekends and, you know, with my friends and the goal would be to get drunk and be get, you know, as uh, drunk as possible and party and have a good time and hang out with my friends and chicks. And, you know, it, it was good times. And, um, you know, looking back on it, it was probably like semi problematic. Um, I think I had like seven underage drinking citations <laughs> before the age of 21. But like, you know, all that really meant was like, I lost my license once or twice. I had to pay for lawyers because I didn't want to continue to lose my license. And, uh, you know, I had to appear in court once in a while and like get this lawyer that I paid my money to, to like get it thrown out. So, um, you know, like I managed my drinking for a long time. And what happened was eventually, um, I'm going to talk about drugs just a little bit here. And, um, you know, eventually like drugs got introduced. My, my drinking was becoming problematic. You know, it was uh, affecting my my ability to like perform in school. And, um, you know, I didn't recognize it at the time. And um, I had knee surgery. I got strung out on uh, Oxycontin. Okay. And um, basically what happened was that brought me in my knees a lot more quickly than alcohol. Okay. So from the age of 21, I went into a treatment for the first time because I was physically dependent to opiates. And I went from like, you know, a good student going to college in uh, Philadelphia to like not going to college, you know, and like quickly, uh, you know, just not going to class my senior year, you know, at the end of my senior year, I just decided to like, you know, Dean's list the, the year before and then senior year, like we're not going to go to class because I'm, uh, you know, addicted to painkillers. And uh, I went to treatment for the first time at 21 and um, I didn't, you know, I went to treatment for a few weeks. I came to an A meeting. They talked about God and uh, what happened was basically for the next 10 years, you know, just uh, strung out on painkillers and uh, yeah, not working, like not, not going to school, not doing much productive with my life. Believe it that. And what happened was eventually like, I went to prison for a, uh, for a drug dealing case and um, I went away for like a year and a half and I went away for this year and a half. I was sober for most of this time. I said, you know, it's going to be different this time. When I get out, um, I'm not going to go back. I'm just going to not hang around with the people like shooting heroin because like that's in the end, like shortly before I went to prison, like I crossed this line. I said I never crossed because I was better than heroin addicts. I was just a prescription drug addict. And, uh, you know, I was I was above them. OK. And um, I started shooting heroin, though. Like that's what happened. I was like, I'm just not it's going to be different this time. I told myself and uh, I got out of prison and within a few weeks, you know, I'm uh, court ordered this department of corrections halfway house and like the hood in Philly and um, or outside of Philly. And uh, I'm like getting loaded with the staff members in there. 
I'm like back in the, I'm getting, I'm like back doing the same thing I was. And what happened was for the next like two and a half years, you know, with the support of my family and like medication assisted treatments and like a lax parole agent, like I somehow skated through parole. And, uh, you know, during that period of time from the age of 21 to uh, 35, when, when I finally came to treatment in California, um, I've been treatment like, I don't know, like 15 times. And like every time I go to treatment, I get out and like people talk about God. I was raised Catholic and um, I come to these meetings and people would talk about God and how great their lives were. And like, I guess I just thought, you know, I was different. I, I guess I couldn't, didn't want to hear what they were saying. I guess I never, uh, I don't know. And um, what happened was eventually, you know, I come to uh, treatment in California because it's life or death. And, um, you know, I'm going to die continuing to do the stuff. I, I finally recognize it. Like, I continue drinking and using drugs like the way I was. That it, it, I'm going to die. And I'd seen people around me start to die. And uh, I come to uh, treatment in California. And, um, you know, I get a sponsor. And I had a girlfriend and, like, her life was a mess. I, I saw her. She started going to AA. And, um, you know, she, like, turned her life around. And at one point, she said she'd pray for me when I got out. I got out of prison. I was like, who is this chick think she is saying she prayed for me? Like, I was pretty upset about it. But uh, <laughs> to put it politely, okay, I, was, I had some, like, more choice words for her at the time. But, um, yeah, she, like, said that. And, like, I just saw this total change in her. So I be, became willing to, like, give this thing a try. I was like, maybe, this, maybe there is something to this that could really work. And, um, you know, what happened, I, I came to treatment in California and uh, I got involved in Alcoholics Anonymous right away. I got a sponsor. I started working steps like kind of half-assed because like, you know, I, I don't know that I was all in. I still had this reservation in the back of my head that like maybe one day I can drink like a normal person if I just like put the other stuff to the side for long enough. And um, so after a year, you know, I'm working the steps. They suggested like what I, I start off like, you know, I just started print this guy. I found love and tolerance and like people who cared about me and wanted to see me succeed. I hadn't had that in a long time outside of like my parents, but like I couldn't really, you know, take what they were saying. And um, yeah, so, so I started, you know, they suggested I pray every morning. I used to just hit my, I was finally willing to do that thing and uh, like formulate this connection with higher power of my own understanding. I used to just pray for like the strength to make through the day sober because I didn't know how to like go to work and like just not drink for one day at a time. And, uh, you know, it was a struggle and early sobriety was a struggle for me. And, um, you know, moving across the country and like not knowing anyone and trying to start over and being in a sober living. So if you're in that situation, welcome, like you can make it through that and get out of that and like move on with your life. And, um, what happened was, you know, after a year I decided to drink and like my drinking progressed into like, a daily thing. Eventually I found myself back in this situation of like using drugs again. I was like, what the fuck? how did I get here? So, you know, I decided to get sober again and I was sober for another seven month pandemic hit. You know, I thought I could take like a Xanax that my roommate at the time left in my apartment. And I was like, okay, I can manage and control this. And I did. And I managed and controlled it for a while. And, um, you know, eventually like a year and a half ago, um, what happened was like, I was miserable. I was drinking on a regular basis. You know, I was obsessing about drinking and using drugs regularly. You know, I was going out on a, on a Tuesday night thinking like, I'm just going to go to the bar or like go out to dinner and have like one or two drinks. And like, next thing you know, it's like 2 AM I'm trash. My car's at the bar. 
I'm driving home, like waking up the next morning being like, oh, did I really fucking drive? Excuse me. Did I really drive home last night? And being super hungover and having to go on to work and just being like, please God, let me make it through the day. And like, I saw that. And what really happened too, on top of that, like I'm using drugs again, um, putting a needle back in my arm again, shooting cocaine and um, drinking just about every day. And uh, I'm obsessing about using opiates. And like, to me, I know that's a death sentence with what's going on today um, and fentanyl. So, you know, I got, I told my friends what was going on. I got honest with them. I got a sponsor and, um, you know, I started going through the doctor's opinion and I related to what they said in there. Okay. Um, I formulated this conception of, of higher power, my own understanding. I came to believe that like the people in this room about Alcoholics Anonymous had a solution that I didn't have by myself. And, uh, you know, I just continue to like grow that spiritual connection on a daily basis. I wake up and I pray every morning. Um, I ask God to direct my thinking to what he may have me be. That'd be the force from, you know, self-pity, dishonesty, self-seeking, like normal stuff out of the book. And, um, you know, today I can go through, you know, I can go to social situations, work functions, parties, and like other people are drinking there. And I'm just comfortable being there and being myself. Like, you know, if, it, if I was at a situation where there was like, you know, people are drinking and use drinking alcohol, really early on, like I wouldn't be able to hang out there. I would have felt I had this shame of like what I had been and that I felt different from that. I couldn't drink or partake in that. And, um, you know, continuing to work the steps and like work, work with other alcoholics, work with my sponsor, you know, have commitments at meetings, um, be active, being communication with other alcoholics on a daily basis, have, you know, I have a host of friends and uh, acquaintances and people I know through sobriety. I knew no one when I got here. Um, you know, what was I gonna say? Um, I will leave it at that, thank you. <laughs>